Welcome back to the Tierney EdTech Podcast, Episode 5. We've got a special episode for you today. This is going to be Technology Tips and Tricks. And joining me today are three of the folks in our professional development team. These are all licensed teachers. These are people who work day in and day out to help our customers uh, integrate technology into the classroom. So um, joining me today is Gina Keenan, Nikki Acevedo, and Kate Hines. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hi. Thank you. You're very welcome and well thank you for joining us today. It's going to be a fun one. So what we thought we would do is again go through and and call out some tips and tricks that listeners can take away with the technology they're using in the classroom or maybe technology they're planning on integrating to make things easier, to make it more powerful, to obviously help teachers teach and students learn as part of our mission. So let's just jump right into it. What we're going to do is start off and I'm going to ask each of these um, each of these guests to talk about a couple Couple tips and tricks that are specific to Google EDU. We're going to do that first. I mean, the reality is most classrooms are using uh, Google devices or Google EDU in some way, shape, or form. So I think that will speak to the broadest part of our audience. And then we're going to go back and, and I'm going to ask each of them to talk about some tips and tricks related to something outside of Google. So this may be um, something about interactive devices, um, other ancillary products in the classroom. And even if you don't happen to have any of these, it might might just be a good listen and again these are this is I think valuable information for anybody and things that you can take away so let's get right to it and let's start with Gina uh, again thank you for joining us today Gina what do you have in in terms of Google tips and tricks that you want to share all right thanks Derek hi everyone uh, the first Google tip that I want to share is um, Google keep um, this was really a game changer for me when I was working in um, tech integration in a school district. Um, the, what Google Keep does is it's a way to do collaborative to-do lists, notes, and it's kind of available across all of your devices. So you can add images, you can add checkboxes if you have kind of that to-do list, and you can even add drawings to your notes. Um, you can color code them and you can pin them to the top. Um, one way I used to do this is when I would meet with teachers, you know, they might send me an email ahead of time. I'd copy the contents of that to my Google Keep on my computer, and then I was able to pop it up on my mobile device and I could have all that information there without having to sift through all my email inbox and everything else. Um, and I've even known a few married couples that use this to do like a shared grocery list and things like that. So it's a great option for just a really easy to-do list. Um, you can find this at keep.google.com or it's an app on any Android or Apple device. So a really cool um, piece of technology. Yeah, and I know that um, within the team and actually outside of the team, your your example of people using it in their own private lives, I know is real because I know when you guys chat with each other and other people in our company talking, you've you've shared about you know the grocery lists and and to do lists and things. So there's definitely value if people are using it, you know, even outside of the classroom as well. So good good one. Yeah, absolutely. The second tip I wanted to share is a shortcut for launching any type of Google app. So when you're in the Chrome browser in your Omnibox or the address bar, you can type the name of the app, then .new, and it will create a new document and automatically save it to your drive. So for example, a lot of teachers have been using Jamboard to kind of you know, show their thinking, demonstrate their thinking, and sometimes you just wanna pop up a whiteboard to be able to write on. So if I wanted to do that quickly, I could type 
jam.new and it's going to launch a new Jamboard. Or maybe I'm in a meeting and I want to start collecting our thoughts and want to launch a Google Doc, I can do docdoc.new and it will open a new Google Doc. So again, this works for any of the Google apps and it's a really quick way to open a document and um, without having to go through all the steps of going into your drive. Excellent. Awesome. Well, two two really good ones to start with, Gina. I appreciate that. We'll come back to you in a bit. Um, Nikki, let's turn it over to you. And what do you have to share for us Google related? Thank you, Derek. Oh, I am so excited to share my first tip or trick with everyone, and it is tabs in a Chrome browser. So just recently when the new update came out with Chrome, when you go and you click on a tab, you do a right click on it, you have the option to add the tab to a group, which I am obsessed with simply because I am that person that by the end of my day, I have 40 tabs open and they're so tiny on my screen that I can't even see the title of what the tab is. So I spend so much time clicking through my tabs and now I don't have to do that anymore because I can group them. So what is so great about grouping them is that you can put your tabs into categories. You can label those categories. And in addition to all of that, you can then collapse those tabs when you don't have them open. So on a typical day, when I do have those 40 tabs open, I can collapse all of them because they're in groups and all I'm seeing are those group names then. So I only have three or four tabs actually open because I've collapsed all the rest. So for teachers, this is really great. If you want to, at the start of your day, open up all of the websites that you're gonna be using, but you don't wanna see all of those tabs open. So you can open them all up, put them in a group, and then you can collapse them until you're ready to use them all. So that is my first tip, which like I mentioned, obsessed with because of course I have even now way too many tabs open and it brings me no more anxiety. Well, for the people <laughs> listening, I'm guessing they either are the person that has a million tabs open or they work with someone who has a million tabs open. So uh, super relatable. I can see why you're obsessed with it. Great, great tip. Thank you. <laughs> Not a problem. All right, so here's my second one for you. It doesn't have to do with tabs, but still very much excited about it. And that is the translate feature in Google Meet. And just in talking to so many teachers who have either been remote or they've done hybrid, one thing that uh, teachers and administrators were really anxious about was how they were going to be able to do parent-teacher conferences. And so they've been using virtual platforms like Meet or Zoom, but specifically with Meet, when you're in the Meet, if you do a right-click anywhere on the background of the Meet, you have the ability to translate um, by using the captions tool. And so if you are doing a conference, let's say, um, instead of having a translator come into that meeting, you can now use that translator feature to be able just to communicate better and have some free reign in conversation with parents or with students. So definitely recommend the translate feature in Google Meet. I've heard that it is working really well with a lot of schools and they might be using this idea of virtual conferences in the future. Absolutely. That is great. Appreciate those and four really good ones to start off with. Thank you, Nikki. Um, Kate, let's go to you. Um, Google EDU related tips and tricks. Yeah, hi team. Glad to be with you all today. Also, just a big shout out to Nikki and Gina. I always learn so much from both of them, especially as we're exploring all the updates that are coming out with Google. Um, but my first Google tip has to do with that new Chrome 88 update. With Chrome 88, you are now able to generate a QR code 
directly from your Omnibox, which is awesome because now instead of having to copy and paste that really long URL into another website, generate this QR code and then push that out to your students or print it. Now you can just click into the box and it will automatically create a QR code for you. And I used to use this all the time when I was teaching. I would create a QR code for this ridiculously long URL. I would print it out and then I would post it up into my classroom. So I could use that for like an entrance ticket or if I had stations with my students and I wanted them to navigate to a specific website, they could just pop, take out their iPad, take a picture of that QR code and it would direct them straight to that website that I needed them to go to. Excellent, that's really good. And um, shout out to you as well, Kate, who got in at three o'clock a.m. this morning from yep. uh, work from work travel. So um, I'm, it's it's amazing. You always have have good um, input, but particularly in this case, I, that you were able to persevere and and join <laughs> us today with some some great additions. So that's a great start. What else, uh, Google related? Yeah, so my second one has to do with a Chrome extension. There's so many great Chrome extensions, but one that we ha have seen that has been really popular, especially with remote learning, is the Chrome extension Duelist, which allows you to essentially split your screen. You can take your tabs and split them into side-by-side -side mode, or if you have four tabs open, you can have quadrants, and it will automatically um, resize all of those windows so that you could have essentially you could have your gradebook on one side of your screen and you could have your Google Classroom or whatever student work that you have on the other side of your screen. And I know a lot of teachers are using this when they are hosting virtual classes, but this could even be a lifesaver um, once students start coming back to the classroom just to be able to quickly split your screen and to be able to have two things up or to be able just to better organize your desktop to be able to see all the different websites that you need to see. Super cool, awesome. Well, thank you for that, Kate, and thank all three of you for the Google-focused tips and tricks. If you if you couldn't tell by now, um, these, these folks work day in and day out um, to, to help people in the classroom integrate technology and obviously Google's a, a huge part of that. So so they are experts and we appreciate them coming on to share things with our audience today. Um, let's shift now, shift gears and talk about some non-Google uh, focused um, technology tips and tricks. So if you can, Gina, why don't you start us off and talk a little bit about maybe introduce the technology that you're going to get to share tips and tricks about, first of all, in case people aren't familiar and then and then just go ahead and let us know what you got. All right, well, my next two tips are related to CleverTouch interactive panels. And CleverTouch is a company that sells these interactive panels. Um, Tierney is a big reseller, and we as the professional development team do a lot of professional development around this technology. So I'm really excited to share um, a few tips related to that. And one of the tips, actually, um, you are going to be able to use even if you don't have a CleverTouch interactive panel. So. Um, I'll just go ahead and launch in. So the first thing that we find when we go out and do training with teachers is that often teachers don't know that on the Clever Touch panel, you can split your screen and show two apps at once. Kind of like Kate was talking on your computer just now with Duelist, but there's a built-in feature that allows you to split your screen. So think maybe showing a YouTube video on one side and taking notes on the other or having an interactive labeling activity on one side and a content article on the other, you know, showing you 
uh, how to do the labeling. So to split the screen, you can tap the floating toolbar pencil icon. It's kind of this pencil that floats around on the screen and then tap the active icon, which is the two overlapping screens. That's what the icon image is. And then you simply choose the apps you want on each side and you can use the slider between them to adjust size and close out of um, either app that you're in. Awesome, very cool. And I will I will echo your comments about um, we do provide a lot of professional development for Clever Touch interactive panels and um, very cool one to start off with. And I know the people that people that have those, it's a that's a really good, powerful uh, tool and, and you know, super helpful for them. So um, tip number two. All right, so my tip number two is um, the launch of the new software called Links Whiteboard. Now, Lynx Whiteboard is available as a free download and it's available on any device. So iPad, Chromebook, um, you know, your cell phone, anything. And it's also an app in the Clever Store, which is on the Clever Touch board. And what this is, it, it's basically a whiteboarding software that has even more to it. So it allows you to create engaging interactive lessons and have kind of a more robust whiteboarding experience on the board as well. Um, so as I said, this is free. So anybody could download this and use it even if you just had a projector in your room or if you had a different type of TV or interactive panel. Um, and the place that you can go to this, and we'll put these links um, in, in kind of the podcast as well, but you can go to linkscloud.app for more information. Or if you um, have access to Tierney Helpline, you can visit support.tierney.com to see some video tutorials and even some sample lesson files for this technology. Excellent. And so just to clarify, is that any web-enabled device you said? So it, it can be iPad, could be self, any mobile device, things like that. It covers, covers most of them. Yep. So when you go into the downloads, you have an op option of choosing a Mac operating system, a PC operating system, or you can go into the Google Play Store, the App Store, um, things like that. Excellent. Well, I encourage everybody to check that out. Thank you, Gina. Yep. Nikki, how about you for Google, non-Google, um, EDU-related tips or tricks? I, too, am going to talk about a software, um, but the software that I'm going to talk about is through Smart Technologies. So a lot of people are familiar with Smart Technologies because of their displays, but I really appreciate and love the software. And so with Smart Learning Suite, there are four pieces of software that come as part of that bundle with the suite, and it's Smart Notebook, um, Smart Lab, which is their gamification app, Smart Exchange, which is their online community where teachers can go to exchange lesson ideas as well as lessons. And then what I want to focus on, the last piece to the Smart Learning Suite is Smart Learning Suite Online. And so Smart Learning Suite Online is the web version of Smart that allows teachers to take their presentation slide decks and enhance them by adding in Smart Suite features. And so to access a Smart Learning Suite Online, um, you are going to go to suite.smarttech Com. You're going to enter your credentials if you have a smart account, 
And in doing so, that's going to take you to the Smart Library. And in the Smart Library at the top, you are going to see a green Add Activities button. And that is where all of the cool features that allow you to enhance your lessons live. Um, just to highlight a couple, because there are so many, but recently Smart just did an update with their Shout It Out activity, which is their brainstorming activity that allows students on a device to sign in to an account that belongs to the teacher so that they can see the question that the teacher has posed and be able to voice their thoughts. So a really great way to get all of your students to participate. Um, there are also game-based activities, and those game-based activities allow the students to interact with the content in a way that is fun, of course, because they're all gamification apps. And then last, I just want to mention that in um, that button, the Add Activities button, there are a whole bunch of ready-made resources. So while you can, as a teacher, create your own content using the features that are available, there's also content there that is already made for you that you can just add into those presentation slide decks to, again, engage your students and make the learning more fun. Excellent. I know that last point particularly I know is huge because um, we work closely with SMART. Um, we've been partners with them for quite a long time. They do a lot of investment on the software side to try and uh, create the best experience possible. And that that predefined or pre-created content piece is a huge um, recent shift or recent focus for them. And it's always great for teachers too, just because, you know, whenever you're looking at hearing about new software, sometimes it can be very intimidating, especially with everything that teachers have gone through in the last year with the pandemic. So being able to see things that are already there for you and just be able to pull those pieces to make it work best for you and your students is always such a great thing. Agree 100%. Thank you, Nikki. Appreciate that. Of course. Um, Kate, let's go to you. Um, close out, close out, and bring us home here. What um, non-Google Edu tips or tricks have you do you have for the audience? Yeah. So my two tips, non-Google related, really came about from just remote learning, and they became really popular with remote learning. But again, I see them being used once students even come back to the classroom. So my first one is for teachers, when you have your device connected to your panel. So if you have a smart board or if you have a clever touch board and you've connected your computer to that smart board, um, the default for that connection is just to have a mirrored view of your computer. So whatever is on your computer is then gonna show up on your board. But with both Windows PCs as well as with Macs, you're able to open up your display settings and have an extended display. So essentially when you have an extended display, now your panel is essentially a giant second monitor. So that means that you could have content up on your monitor. So maybe your students are working on your warm up or your entrance ticket. And then on my computer, I'm able to have up my attendance. So as my students are getting to work right as that bell ringer, um, then I'm able to take attendance and then I can circle around the room and check in with my students as they're working on whatever I have projected up on the board. It's super simple to be able to do, um, to be able to share that content, but then you're still able to work on your computer, um, maybe check your emails or open up a chat so that students aren't able to see that information. Excellent, and I know that was something Ryan mentioned in one of our previous podcasts as a best practice, particularly during this time of hybrid uh, distance, 
you know, in person mixing all the the different things um, to have a, a second monitor. So it's great to have someone someone talk about how to best, you know, a best practice or how to how to enable that and um, you know use it correctly. So awesome. Right. What else? What else? Yeah. Well, and speaking of that hybrid setting too, I mean, with teachers. So if you're hosting a Zoom meeting or if you're hosting a Google Meet, you could contact your students who are, you know, joining remotely while your students face to face are working in the classroom so that you can still have that separated out. But with um, my second tip um, for those type of situations where you have a hybrid situation or if you are still remote with your students and you are hosting a Zoom meeting, both with Clever Touch boards and with Smart Boards, you're able to install the Zoom app onto your, onto your panel. And when you do that, you're then able to open up that Zoom application and join the panel to your Zoom meeting as a participant, essentially. So then you can share that screen of your Smart Board or of your Clever Touch board to that Zoom meeting and all of your participants can really clearly see everything that you're doing on your board. And on our team, we do this all the time when we have remote trainings. We'll join our Zoom meeting, um, we'll join the panel to our Zoom meeting so that all of our participants are able to really clearly see all the different pieces that we're navigating through as we're training on our boards. But this can be a really great tool for, for teachers when you have a hybrid setting or if you're still in remote for students to be able to really clearly see your lesson and everything that you're navigating through on your board. Also for adults, like if you're doing, you know, um, any remote meetings or if you have a hybrid meeting um, for every all your participants to be able to see what's going on. That's a really good one to end on because, you know, talking about instruction and using some of these panels and leveraging the remote learning is is big and again, doing it correctly. So that's a good takeaway. Download the app if you have one of those um, compatible devices and it makes it really powerful, really slick um, and easy to do. So, well, um, thank you, Gina, Nikki and Kate for joining today. We appreciate you providing our audience with some. Hopefully every, everybody was able to come away with something. Um, use some of those tips and tricks. So uh, thank you again for joining. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, we do offer professional development you know, to schools. So if that's if you've heard something today or want to learn more or perhaps want to engage with us to have you talk with your your schools or classes directly, um, just get in touch with us. Let us know. Um, we also just wanted to let everybody know that we're now available. The podcast is now available on on should be all podcasting platforms now or the top ones are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, etc. So if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe. We'll have more content coming soon. And so on behalf of Kate, Nikki, Gina, and Team Tierney, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we look forward to talking with you again soon.